What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett on this live 100th episode right here on whatever platform you're checking this out on. As you can see around me, I have a room full of ministers, including Brett who is here with us today that we are going to have some fun right here today on episode 100 of Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. How's it going today, Brett? Episode 100. It is exciting and can't wait to get into it and hear what everybody has to say. I hope everybody can hear me okay. Uh, Had a little technical difficulties at the beginning there, so hopefully it's all coming through clear. But I got got an exciting panel with us today. I hope everybody has... uh, been been thinking about this and been excited about this because I have been looking forward to hearing everybody's take on uh, what we're going to dig into today. So really looking forward to it. And Aaron Michael, I know we promised he'd be here. He had a scheduling conflict, so he was unable to make it today. So hopefully we'll get him on with us all here in the near future, whether it's on a Unified or right here on Let's Talk again later. So, but and before we get started, I guess, with today's episode, I guess we'll go ahead and get the formals out of the way. Make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you're checking this out on and clicking that share button so that you can share any episodes that are blessing you. Make sure you're sharing that with your friends. That'll be a blessing to us and that will help us to get the word out of the gospel. Also, if you'd like to hit us up, maybe you got questions and the next time we do something like this, you'd like to have them answered. Maybe we have a special show where we do that. You can email those questions, thoughts to wait.letstalk at gmail.com is our email here on for the show. And also, you can hit us up with the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. You click on that link and it will allow you to leave us a voice message just like a voicemail. And we can even play it live on the air should you choose to do so. And don't forget, guys, you can check us out on Facebook for now. Uh, you can find us at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. That's where you're going to get all the latest info on the shows. Uh, you can also check us out over at Zapit, it's spelled X-A-P-I-T. Head on over there, set you up a profile if you haven't. And you can also find uh, me now officially over on Truth Social. I know Trenton's been on Truth Social for a while. You can find me there at, at Brett Heilman. Uh, and find me over there and Trenton's over there as well and I know Trenton's probably been posting some stuff on there as well I've only been on there for a couple of days so I haven't really got accustomed to it a whole lot yet I've been trying to check it out but you'll be able to probably find some of our shows and things like that over there as well so and that's mostly what I put on true socials links to our episodes every now and then I'll share something Tasha's on there Tasha's on Truth Social. I'm following her as well. So if you're not on Truth Social, yes, that's another option. And I'm loving Truth Social, actually. I spend a lot more time, I think, on it than any other platform. So, um, but anyway, on today's show, we wanted to go ahead and introduce our panel because they're sitting here and they're waving as we're talking about them. So let's go ahead and give them a chance to introduce themselves. If you don't know who they are, most of them have been on several times, whether it be Unified or Let's Talk. And if you would like to get to know them, maybe you don't. Right to my left on the screen is Miss Tasha Hart. How's it going today, Tasha? 
It is going wonderful. I am enjoying today. Uh, just like you said, I'm happy to be here on the 100th episode of Let's Talk. This is exciting and can't wait to get into today's discussion. Most people call me the puzzle lady because I share puzzle analogies for life application and it involves a whole bunch of ministry. But the most important thing, it involves talking about how much your piece matters. So if you want to know more about that, you can find me on multiple platforms under my handle puzzled with an ed on the end the number two in the middle purpose puzzled to purpose all right dot com right they can check the website yes Probably website access any of those social sites yes all right and right below her on the screen i have miss lisa lambert of cape Girardeau, missouri how are we doing today lisa Doing great. Grateful to be here. Excited. The 100th episode. Woo! Like, so exciting. And oh. um, I'm just grateful to be here and I'm just doing my thing for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. We're going to talk about some of that stuff that they've had going on as part of today's show. I want you to hear what's been going on in their world. You get to hear us talk all the time about, because that's what we do, talk about what's going on in our world. But right next to her, to the right, lower right of my screen, we have Miss Ivory Yarbrough. Some of you will be familiar with her if you've caught Unified, and she's been on Let's Talk, I think, once with Tasha as well. So, Ivory, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. So glad to be here, and congratulations on 100 episode on all your platforms. That's beautiful. So I'm just glad to be here and just love all of you and excited about the topic we're going to talk about today. All right. Brett, anything you want to add here? Get ready to get going? No, let's just get going, man. We've been waiting for this for like a couple of months now, planning it and looking forward to it. So let's dig in. All right. Well, today we were trying to think, well, where can we just start? Because most of the time we have conversations with this group and it tends to go all different ways once we get started. But a good starting place, we thought, would be in the book of Acts, chapter two. We're talking about the birth of the church. And what that means to us as a community. And well, I guess before I get into that, I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk about what's going on in your world. So uh, Tasha, what's been going on in your world other than? Uh, well, what's been going on, I am still coaching people on publishing their first book. I actually got a new client a couple of weeks ago, so I'm working on that. So that's always an ongoing Thing. I have a really, really big announcement, but I'm going to wait. I'm not going to share that right now, but um, that has been eating up a lot of my time preparing for that, but there'll be more information coming. So I promise to not leave you hanging and share that soon. We are still um, encouraging people to support our 2022 giving project. Last year, we went to the gas pumps. I don't know if you saw that live. And people were actually even donating gas money live. Well, how appropriate. We're going to do it again this year. And um, with the the way gas prices are going, I think people are going to really be blessed and surprised by it. So um, just doing any and everything that the Lord puts on our heart to do and try not to um, hold back. I really think we're in a season where God just wants us to trust, believe, and don't put restrictions on anything. So no restrictions, just moving forward. 
That'll be a blessing. How much is gas down there right now? It's 429 up here. It just hit. It's about the same, <laughs> about um, the same. for regular. Yeah, you know, Chad regular. doesn't drive regular. <laughs> ah, was he put the premium in? or the He has to put the premium in. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Lisa, I know you had a, an a event here recently. What's been going on in your world, Lisa? Well, um, got an opportunity to speak and, and tell some of my testimony in uh, Southern Illinois, West Frankfurt, Illinois, and um, actually rode an e-bike over there. Wonderful experience with the Lord. Um, everybody thought I was crazy. And I said, hey, I prayed about it. And the Lord said, go for it. And he took me step by step. It was all ordained, but um, got to minister to some people afterwards. Got a lot of really good information I might be able to share maybe later with some people like that share like one, how to give your one minute testimony on the streets, you know, when you're evangelizing. And then there's another one. Um, it's uh, Christians connecting with college campuses all over the United States and building uh, Bible studies and things for people to be connected with the Lord and other like believers. So pretty awesome. Lisa has that passion for evangelism. She is, an evangelist, uh, that's what I call her. I mean, she uh, minister, evangelist, whatever you want to call it. So, yes, that that's awesome, and we'll be glad to let you have time to share that here in just a little bit. Uh, Ivory, what about in your world? I know you spoke today. We're recording this on Sunday. So uh, how's, how's things going in your world? Uh, busy, busy, but good. Uh, yes, I got a chance to minister at a church in Brownsville, Tennessee, um, and God just showed up and just did what he does. I mean, I just flowed with the river. I just flowed with the river of glory and, and God really showed up. The people were blessed. I was blessed as well. And so that's that's basically what I'm doing. I do have uh, something coming up this weekend with the home Bible study that I'm doing. So uh, so yeah, it's just been been busy, but been good. And it's all been God. So thank, thank you, Jesus, and all glory to him. How's the podcast? Are you looking to... Put any new ones up just yet? Are you still on pause with that at the moment? Oh, well, you know, I'm so busy now with like different speaking things. It's hard to fit it in because I'm having to study for the next thing. You know, like I have something yeah. coming up Saturday and then I have something Tuesday. So it's just, so I'm, a, I'm trying to make time. I'm trying to do good about my schedule. Uh, Tasha has to help me. She's good with time management. So, but I do plan on getting back to the uh, podcast. But right now, God, it's like, saying you know kind of still away with me because i need you to go do do this right now so yeah. i'm praying i can get back to it before the end of the summer so but thank you for all the people that have been listening and I, i'm gonna try to have some new stuff on there yeah you had one show i remember with the lady that i listened to who does uh teaches people how to gather around the table as a family i can't remember what yes yeah fourth episode or something and i was listening to it i'm like man i'm gonna have to have her come talk sometime so I may be getting with you on her information to get a hold of her at some point because I liked what she had to say with the cards. and Yes. Oh, yeah. She's excellent. She would love to come, too. She's very personable, beautiful person. I actually went to high, I actually went to kindergarten all the way through high school with her husband, um, uh, Taylor Pendergrass. So, yeah, she's a sweet lady. And, you know, if you need her information, I'd be glad to share it. All right. Brett, talk about what's been going on in our world. I guess our world we're together but we talk we talk about that all the time you know there's a <laughs> lot a lot of stuff going on that we can't really divulge yet or whatever but you know God is moving that is uh 
for sure taking place. You know, we, we definitely see that uh, going on. And, you know, the, one of the things we've been talking about is the devil's fighting us every step of the way on what is happening. Uh, it's one of the things that I spoke about, I guess, I don't know if it's a week ago or two weeks ago now, but you know, the, the enemy is attacking. He knows exactly what is taking place and he wants to stop the unity the, that has been taking place. And he's just been throwing everything at us. So I guess we've been dealing with that, but on a, on a brighter side of that, uh, we trust in God and we know that what, what is, what God is putting together, ain't nobody going to be able to break apart. And that includes the enemy. As long as we keep our eyes focused where they need to be focused and keep pursuing God and keep pushing, <laughs> just keep pushing in like, uh, Aaron Michael was talking about at the Armor of God conference. And I think that that's what we've uh, collectively, you know, me and you both have been trying to do is just to keep pushing things forward, you know, in God's God's timing, not our timing. But uh, so we're, we've been pushing because the enemy's been pushing. So we've just been trying our best to push back. But I think that uh, there's going to be great things come from that as long as we keep focused. So and one of those upcoming events we have is the Freedom Conference. I guess we can go ahead and talk about that real quick. As we get into everything else, but uh, actually Tasha, one of the ones on the screen with us today, is going to be with us on June 17th, and we're actually going to attempt to hold this at our church, and assuming there'll be enough room, so we're going to have, the, and we're getting ready to do some rearranging on the sanctuary, so we can try to fit some more chairs in as the goal, but uh, so Tasha's coming to check, and that'll be June 17th at 7 p.m., and we'll have a little bit of worship, and we'll get into the Word. And Tasha, you've already told me, make sure we have some prayer time. So uh, I'm assuming God's been churning up some stuff inside of your spirit. So, because uh, I'm like, we always do a and a That's one thing we do different at Freedom Conference is give people opportunity to ask questions. And we give them 15 minutes that's time span after the messages so the speakers can answer questions. But uh, more than likely, with the prayer time that has extended a whole bunch since last Freedom Conference, we'll probably do prayer time first and then get into the questions afterwards. So, um, Tasha, what you got brewing? Or anything you want to drop any hints on what's coming up on June 17th? I, I'm, I have been trying my best, like, not to drop any hints, like, not to put <laughs> it out there on social media. But that's how much it's been stirring. All I want to say is that if you have been needing, um, you, you've been wanting to experience true freedom and restoration, because restoration comes before multiplication. Let me just leave mm. you with that. Restoration is going to come before the multiplication, and then after that comes revival. So I'm just on fire for what God wants to share. And I'm ready to see some people restored so they can jump in and completely be free to experience what true revival is. It's, it's not the before it's the latter. And so I'm going to leave it there. We'll leave it there. Amen. We gave her too much time. She'll go ahead and preach it. <laughs> so she's been really anxious to share that on social media. So we'll leave it at that. And then on Saturday morning, June 18th, we are going to have Pastor Aaron Boyd with us of McClure, or he's from Heron, Illinois, but his church is in McClure, Illinois, um, and he drives it every week, and I think it's about an hour drive, so uh, God had called him to plant a church, but I'm looking forward to hearing him share. Um, we know some of the testimonies that have come through the Spark Church is the name of his church, 
in McClure and are excited to hear that. So make sure you're making plans to join us. Bring your questions with you. You'll have an opportunity to drop those in the bucket and ask. And even us pastors will line up up front. And if you got questions for us, we'll go. But a lot of times it's for the speaker, which is fine. So because uh, that's really what it's about. So uh, all right, Brett, what we got? We getting ready to get going. Well, I guess we, we had talked about talk uh, speaking in uh, the book of Acts. Uh, you know, I guess whenever we originally talked about this is uh, I had mentioned to Trenton a while back about, you know, what we could do for the 100th episode and what we would like to talk about. Uh, you know, what I would really like to do uh, as we get into, you know, we can get into chapter two of the book of Acts. But I started thinking about, you know, back whenever me and Trenton had started Let's Talk, there was kind of a pause there where we kind of stopped for a little bit. And I think that was right around the time you launched the church. That was before I came on. And then we started having prayer meetings again. And we had started up Let's Talk. And we were over at my old church and we had been praying. And I had just really felt like God was given a word that Let's Talk was going to be a show that was going to make a huge difference in the area that we're in. One of the things uh, that God had showed me early on was that we, I really felt like Let's Talk was going to be one of those shows that God was going to use, and it was going to make a difference in the area. It was really going to be something that changed people's lives, and I don't think that we're quite there yet, uh, but what I really wanted to do is I wanted to get other people's thoughts about that and see what... Uh, you know, th those of you that listen, you know, that pretty well listen to most of the Let's Talk episodes is what do you guys see that is uh, trying to think of what the best word is for what I'm trying to say here? What is one of the main things that you see about Let's Talk in the sense of how God could use it? And I guess what, what I'm really searching for is, is there anything that you guys see that we're doing or that we that we could be doing or anything that maybe God is showing you that? Uh, that is getting ready to take place with let's talk because I know what he showed Trenton and I know what he showed me. And that's why we pursue let's talk with Trenton and Brett so hard and that we religiously, I guess, maybe not the best word, but is one of those things that we really stand on it because, and this kind of brings to, you know, the book of acts is we're, we're looking to see not only with let's talk with Trenton and Brett, but all of the other things that we do collectively with you guys and with our church as well as we're looking to see this great move of God, like we saw in the book of Acts, you know, in chapter two, we're looking to see a move of God like that, not just within ourselves and what we're doing, but in this whole region. And that's one of the things I like about Christ churches, because really the visions are very similar between Next Level Freedom Church and Christ Church. So there's there's a lot of similarities and unity and a lot of things that we're seeing take place. And God had shown me that Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett was going to be one of those things that he was going to use. And I, I think we're, we're seeing some of the beginnings of it because the show has really, it's really blossomed into a lot more than it was, what, a year and a half ago, Trenton, whenever it was that we started it. I'm not sure now, but a couple of years, I guess. But so back to the question is, is what do you guys see about Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett? If everybody's still with us. Start on that one? <laughs> uh, sure, I'll start. Um, I believe, first of all, it's a beautiful tool to witness uh, to people. And you talk about real topics that need to be talked about in the body of Christ. And um, the only thing that I see, I know you guys want to see revival and regionally, you know, 
But I just believe y'all need to think bigger. You know, just to be honest, I think God is going to take you guys to such a place where regional is going to be really too small because you have to understand you're on a platform that can go around the world. So I think you have to have a global mindset when it comes to what, what you're praying for, because, you know, regional is good, but it's still a limitation. You know, you have to understand you're on, you know, social media and you're on this, you know, this platform and other platforms that go around the world. And so you have to have an around the world mindset to reach the people. And I think that will open you up to even more possibilities um, for what you want to do. And, and, you know, we got to we got to think globally now, you know, because with with the Internet and with technology, we're like right next door to Europe. You know what I'm saying? You know, in a sense, we're right next door to Africa. It's not like you have to go there to establish something. You can establish it right where you're sitting because of the global reach of the Internet. So that's the only thing um, that I would say that I see. You know, I know, uh, Britt, I know you mentioned, you know, regional, but I just think that's really too small for you guys. The gift and I believe the anointing and the calling on your uh, on your lives and on your ministry is global. And with the technology, you can go you can go global and and sit right where you are in, in your room, you know, right there in Missouri and go global. So I believe the only thing I would say was expand your mind. You know, God has been giving me the scripture from uh, Isaiah 54, where it says enlarge your tent lengthen your cords because you're about to burst forth on the right and on the left. And the message Bible says, build, 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 because that's how much abundance you're about to have. And it may look different now because of technology. So with technology, build looks different, you know? So build looks like I could be, someone from Jamaica could be commenting and getting saved off what I'm saying, sitting right here where I am. So I was just cautioning you to just please think bigger because you have a huge God that wants to give bigger, you know? So that's, that would be my only, uh, only thing because I believe in anointing. I believe in what you are doing. I believe in the word of God and, and, and the, the power that's in you that he is using you. And I believe it's a global reach. So I would just caution just to think bigger because you have a big God. And we do, and we are on an international. That's uh, one thing I haven't looked. I should have pulled up a list today, but I didn't. Um, I don't know how many countries we're in now that have at least listened to the show at least once to make it on the statistics. And then um, you get the regular listeners, which are, last I checked, I think Washington, Seattle, Washington was number one on the list still as far as people reached, as far as each show. So, um, yeah, I think that there's something to what you're saying. I wish I'd have brought a list, but I didn't. seems like it was around 16 different countries last I checked. Um, and you know, of course I, that may or may not include the United States, but I haven't checked in a while. I need to look into that. But, uh, so thinking bigger on a bigger scale, I know at least with the next level freedom church, we're on an international, that's the type of church we're trying to build is an international church where we have churches in other countries, where we have, and, you know, never really crossed the mind to think about that for Let's Talk. So thank you for the <laughs> advice, Ivory. And uh, Lisa, what do you think on Brett's question? Uh, 
Golly, I don't even know if I'm a, a good um, person to even ask that. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love it that's personable. I mean, even if anybody didn't know you guys, you guys come across as um, so open and welcoming. Like, in, you know what I mean? It's like, and you guys talk about real things, real stuff that needs to be talked about that a lot of people don't want to talk about in church or outside of church. And um, I love the way you, how you guys approach it. It's a friendly atmosphere. Um, honestly, if anything, I would like to see maybe some episodes with open Q&A. Mm. Um, I don't even, you know, because I'm not a tech person. Mm. Um, I would like to do that for my own podcast and just invite people in to ask questions that they're, they are scared to ask anybody else or maybe things that they're pondering and they're not getting answers to that we can dig in the word and find out what God has to say about it. Because, I mean, that's my big thing is what does God say? It don't matter what we think. It matters what God says. But, um, yeah. And, and right now, it's in, I'm like you, the, I'd have to get someone smarter than me to help me figure that out. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, email would be a good way. If you've got, if you're listening right now and you do have questions, we always are trying to encourage you to send those questions in because we want to talk about the topics you want to talk about. So you're the listener. What is it you want us to talk about? You know, we're just a couple of pastors that like to talk. And so we're, you know, what can we answer as far as your word study or anything? And if we don't know the answer right away, we're willing to dig. So, uh, and that's, that's just a part of that open um yeah and brett you got anything what, what is that email does it show up at the bottom of the screen or it will on this because it's video okay. matter of fact i can put it up right now while we're talking about it and i'll put that okay. here on the but it's wait.letstalk at gmail.com and so it's just wait and then period let's talk one word at gmail and that they can send questions they can do with the voice message um and that goes to our anchor platform, which is where we're based right now. And I know Lisa, you have that option. I don't know if you got that on your podcast or not, where people can leave you voice messages. But um, Tasha, anything on Brett's thoughts there? Well, I'm I'm gonna echo Lisa a little bit. That's kind of the lines I was going with. That I would like to see more um, opportunity for Q and A, even if that's uh, maybe specifically taking an episode where people have sent in questions and actually addressing those questions um, on that, you know, maybe have a certain time, even if it's once a quarter where the whole let's talk uh, episode is answering questions that have come in through the month that various people have had. Um, so it doesn't overwhelm the, the show and the, the platform, but you are getting engagement because People want to know that you are interested. It's one thing when we say it, but when you actually say, hey, today Tasha sent a question in last week, I'm going to review that question. And you're like, oh, wow, they really are listening and they're, they're concerned with um, the things that I'm concerned with. So I think when you take a moment and you're intentional about that, and Brett, you mentioned at the beginning, you said religiously, and the first word that came to mind like you said, well, it's not really that you guys are religious about it. You're consistent. And that is golden. And I, I just want to encourage you both to stay in that lane of consistency, because if there's one thing that the world is doing right now to capture people is they're consistent. 
They are not changing their message. They are not leaving people hanging. They are consistently showing up with what they want the world to be bombarded with. So just stay consistent and continue to show up for people. And I'm just excited to see how God's going to explode that consistency, those seeds of consistency you guys have sown over the past year. So congratulations again. I know that's not easy. Um, Distractions come, life shows up and you guys have stuck with it. So I just um, congratulate you both. And I bless both of you for being obedient to that. Go ahead, Brett. Well, just, just building a little bit off what she said, you know, that it just made me think, and that's one of the things that we don't see in, in a lot of churches right now is consistency because there's a lot, I just seen something today that I can't remember where the church was, but it was one of those woke liberal churches and they were having a, a drag show, you know, and it's like, there, there's so many, it seems like there's so many churches that are falling in line with this world system and there's no consistency with the church to to stick to the gospel of Jesus. I mean, it's to us, it's not really that complicated. The, the Bible tells us to, to teach the gospel, right? That's what we're supposed to do. But so it seems like so many churches are falling to this to the left, to the wayside, whatever it is. And there's just no consistency with them. They're just bouncing around everywhere, taking every little wind of doctrine, you know, like the scripture says, and they're falling for it. And, you know, they don't they don't want the world mad at them. They want to have this type of church where everybody feels welcome, you know, to, because they're going to preach inclusion of everything. You know, we, we'll include you because whatever you are, whatever you believe that you are, you can bring your beliefs in here and we'll acknowledge them. And that's dangerous ground to be playing on right now. And but I think we're seeing a lot of that. So if you can stay consistent, I think it's going to get to a point. And this isn't just for let's talk with Trent and Brett. This is just for, I guess, our Christian walks. If we can stay consistent, it's going to get to a point where our consistency is going to be so noticeable because there's not going to be that many that are consistent. Does that make sense? It's like we're going to be the consistent people will be standing out amongst everything now they may not like us being consistent but it's going to stand out and that's going to be seen because it seems man it really does there it's like every day you see something different with different churches they're just they continue to just this inclusion attitude of i mean come on if if next level freedom church ever had a drag queen show I, i'm done <laughs> you know like i mean that's just unheard of you know for a church to have something like that but that's where we're at. So our we need to continue to be consistent as believers in what in what we do. And that that was a great point about uh, the consistency of let's talk with Trenton and Brett because if and and that's our goal if, is if we can continue to do this and be faithful in it, we know that God's going to do more with it than we ever could alone. So anyway, we we were talking to Pastor Ed earlier from Joy Church about people he's known, other pastors he's known that have bowed to things like that, um, to the world system. So, hey, I think this is a good place to start a topic. We may get to Acts 2 today. Ivory, what do you got? Church is bowing to the world system. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, wow, bowing to the world system. Well, you know, the Bible talks about in uh, Thessalonians that it would be a falling away. Mm -hmm. It would be a great falling away. 
And, but what he encouraged the church with is he encouraged the church with a couple of things. First of all, live holy, love people, value people, which is why I think what Tasha does is so important. You know, your peace matters. So valuing people. And the third thing is to contend for the faith, to preach the gospel. So, you know, even though there is a great falling away, we still have a mandate. We still have to live holy and we still have to love and value people and, and be, a, be a city set on a hill. I love what, what Brett said about that, you know, we're going to really stand out because we're light and light stands out in darkness. And we have to be prepared to be the light, but also be prepared to love the people. Because even though the deeds they do may be evil, God still loves the people. So we have to always keep this value system and this honor of people. And then also, but you know, Jude says it like this, says snatching them out of the fire, but watching to make sure that you don't get your garments filthy with the things of the world. Mm -hmm. So we still have a mandate to snatch them out. We still have a mandate to, to, you know, to contend for the faith and to try to get people, you know, preach to them, teach to them. Like, I love what Lisa said, the one minute witness. I, I would love that material because that's what it's going to take now. And I will just tell a testimony about that. God just touched on my heart. I saw this guy and I'm at the gas station and I saw this guy and, and God just said to me, it's like, I just discerned or God just spoke to me and said, it's something special about him. And I just, I went back in the store, I was getting my gas, but I went back in and I, and I just walked up to him and I said, sir, it's something special about you. And I just started talking to him like that. It's something special about you. And I just started saying how God, God was showing me how he was going to bless him and how he was going to, you know, heal his body and things like, and he just really received, you know, he really, he was like, you know, he just really received. And I'm not trying to, you know, brag or anything. I'm just telling the testimony with this. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take us really being the church and living what God said, because it is going to be a great falling away. But we're still called to live holy. We're still called to love our neighbor as ourselves. And, you know, we're still called to preach the gospel, even what they hear or don't. But we are a city set on a hill and we are light and light can only shine in darkness. So the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. And so we have to show, still show the love of Christ. So that's that's kind of what, what I feel about it. And uh, I just spoke a message this morning. We were talking about the fact that Jesus was rejected by man, but he was accepted by God. Um, and his sacrifice was acceptable and sufficient to cover our sins because Jesus was willing to stay, stick to his guns, so to say, the old saying, or stick to his ground, hold steady on what he believed and he came and he taught us the truth and i've said it here in the last couple of weeks i was preaching at joy church this morning i've had that last couple of weeks i've preached there and we were talking about how you know jesus was the best example of god to us he came in human flesh lived a perfect life died on a cross for our sins so that we could be saved and so that regardless of what the world's doing around us, we've got to keep our center on that salvation message because it is about Jesus. At the end of the day, it's not about anything else. It's about Jesus. Do you know Jesus as your savior? Do you receive his sacrifice and his blood will cover those sins 
and you will be, the Bible says in Romans, declared righteous. Not that you could be righteous yourself, but God declares you righteous because of the blood of Jesus, which is something else the church don't like to talk about much anymore. So, but, uh, and we, and I, I believe everybody on this panel was with us on Unified this past month in May. And we talked about the deal with homosexuality and uh, Lisa brought it up and it got brought into the conversation. And once again, I'll say, if this ever were to get censored on YouTube, you can still check it on the podcast and you can check it on Rumble. So uh, you can continue to check out that message. But um, Lisa, I know you were at this event you were just speaking at. They wanted you to talk about that particular topic of uh, homosexuality and how to deliver because you were a former homosexual homosexual who was delivered miraculously by God. So I want to give Lisa a chance to talk here about, you know, that type of stuff in the church. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, um, actually, you know, I was miraculously delivered. I didn't believe it was a sin. I believed that I was born that way. I had went to the altar. This is a short version and uh, give my life to the Lord. And, um, about a week later, I wanted to commit suicide. I felt like I needed to go to the church to talk to somebody. I went in, they were teaching on leadership. It wasn't even a church service. I sat in the back. Pastor Valtrice was up on the podium. He stopped and said, there's a spirit of homosexuality in here. I don't have time to deal with it. I'm going to let the Holy spirit deal with it. And I immediately felt offense because I still did not feel like that was a sin. I was born that way. And when I started to get up to leave, the Lord set me back down. Everything in the room disappeared. He spoke to me. I still believe it was audible. Said, I did not create you to be like this. This is not who you are. I love you. I have a plan and purpose for you. And this lifestyle is an abomination against me. And when his spirit lifted off of me, I was completely changed. It was like. It was like I was literally reborn. I have not struggled with it since. And I lived here in Cape Girardeau. I've been here since I was 18. I'm 54. People who knew me then and know me now, they know something drastically happened because I did not believe in God. And now, you know what I mean? I don't live that lifestyle. Uh, They know there's something my daughter can tell you. That's all she knew her mother as was a lesbian. And, you know, that was in May of 2011 when I was set free from that. But at this gospel encounter in Southern Illinois, they did have me tell just that part of my testimony, because as we know, this is affecting our children. This uh, wrong, evil darkness is seeping into our school systems. It's seeping into the churches. It, and it's not the people. The people are not bad. The homosexuals, we, we love the homosexuals. It's the agenda behind it. Satan's pushing it behind and it's not right. Now there's scripture. I had to get in the word of God because I want to know what God says about it. I don't want to know what I think about it. What God there's verses in Timothy first and second Timothy that talks about dealing with sexual sin within the church. We are to judge sexual immorality within the church sin outside the church in the world. We are not to judge. It says God will judge them. We are not to judge her. I mean, there's specific scripture that, and it also says in Titus, in Titus and and 1 Corinthians 5, that when you have that in the church and you go to them and try to counsel them, uh, bring them to repentance, um, help them, you know what I mean? Not fall into that sinful lifestyle and they refuse and they deliberately 
want to live that lifestyle and try to bring it into the church, it says not to have anything to do with that person. First Titus, I think it's chapter three and first Corinthians chapter five. It says have nothing to do with them. Don't even eat with them. And first uh, Corinthians, Paul says, cast them to Satan, turn them over to Satan so he can <clears throat> destroy their flesh so they don't ruin their soul and go to hell. But he also says after a period of time, bring that person back in and love them. Bring them back in, back into the fold and see if they're ready to repent. I mean, there's all kinds. I, I was amazed. It's like God tells us exactly how to deal with that. But it's an agenda to get to our kids is what it is. I mean, it's about identity. We're created in the image of God. He created us in his image. Be fruitful and multiply. You cannot be fruitful and multiply if it's a man with a man and a woman with a woman. Mm -hmm. You're right. And then you nailed it. I mean, and that it is in Titus, and I know it's in the pastoral epistles because I've read them several times. And we are supposed to, hey, we'll carry you to a point. But at some point, we let you, and Paul even said, I gave them to Satan or I gave them to the devil just to let them handle it and let them have what they think is it. So that hope, the hope is they'll come back. So, um, and it, and it is, it, it is an agenda that is coming against the church and the enemy would love nothing more than to destroy the church. And how is he doing that? He's trying to do it in our children and our kids because they're young enough that they're susceptible to anything. So this is why we have this stuff trying to get pushed in these schools. And so, Brett, what do you got on that? Well, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, next month is there, it's that so-called pride month. You know, we, as, as a body of Christ, we really need to be praying through that time. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not our place to hate, you know, that, that's not what we're saying here. And I know that's how the world is looking at it. They look at us like we're just full of hate and we're bigots and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I, it's one of those things I refuse to acknowledge that month as, as pride month, you know, that there's too many other, you know, my daughter's birthdays in that month, you know, and that's not what the rainbow is supposed to be. You know, the rain, what the rainbow really is, is a symbol, you know, of God's covenant with us. And, so I, during that time, we, I think as a, as a church and as a, a group of believers here, you know, we really need to be in prayer during that time because what, as you know, the world is going to try to throw everything at us. And, you know, it's like Lisa just said, it's, it's an agenda to get our kids. And, you know, in the area that we're in, it's here, but it's not like we live in, you know, other states, you know, where it's more and more prominent, you know, with the, the, uh, the state governments are really pushing it in some states. And, you know, we're not really seeing that as much here, but it's still here. You know, it's my daughter deals with it in school. And, you know, I, I know that you know, Trenton's daughter probably deals with it down there just from some of the conversations that that we've had. It's it's not going away. And the only way that it's going to get better is if we pray and we really, uh, you know, we, we come we come against that spirit. You know, I, I don't want people looking at it like we're coming against them and we don't want them and we don't want to care for them. And I mean, that's that's not what it's about. It, it's really listen to what Lisa said, because she, I mean, she nailed it all the way down. She just nailed it. And it's one of those things where we have to be prayed up and we have to understand it. And that's, you know, I've, I've told some of the people I don't really know how to 
relate to somebody that would come to me. And that's one of the things that I really need to pray about is God, show me how I can, you know, pray for somebody like that. Show me how I can relate to homosexual. Show me the words that I would need to say, because I'd probably be calling Lisa on the phone saying, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, because I've never been in that situation. And I think that we are probably coming to a time, especially in this nation where God is going to be moving. I really see this happening. God is going to move and he's going to move on hearts of homosexuals and, and just sin in general. God is going to move on people's hearts and we're going to see a revival take place. And we're going to have to be ready in all of our churches for the influx of people that are coming saying, how do I get delivered from what I've been dealing with for 20, 30, 40 years? And that's why I think during this month, we really need to focus in and pray about that and pray that God will equip us to do a better job than than I have. You know, personally, myself, like I said, I don't know how to to minister to somebody like that. Like, you know, I mean, what what would I say? So I, re I really need to be praying about that. So maybe a, a point of prayer for us this coming month. Yeah. Can I buddy and say something else? Go ahead. Go ahead, Lisa. Um. There's a there's an agenda on top of that agenda that the that the Lord showed me division, division and hatred that is from the enemy. And he's counting on the church to come against homosexuals. And yep. in a sense, that's what we've done. We've not loved the homosexual, <laughs> but we've come against it. And, and it's amazing to me when he showed me this. It's like we have these marches and, you know, God hates gays you know what i mean and i'm not saying we as individuals at this panel have done this but i've seen this on the news where you know they're having protests and things and but it's like how many of us are out there holding up signs saying god hates liars god mm. hates thieves. you know what i mean it's like for some reason the enemy has caused such a deception in us to think that we are coming against this because it's a sin when in fact he's caused us to cause division and really, it's an identity issue. It's they don't understand their value. To, when you asked that, when you said that, Brett, my, my response would be because I had a lady live down the road from me when I was in a homosexual relationship with a woman for nine years and I was not saved. She loved me. I mean, she never preached to me. She never felt made me feel like I was going to go to hell like all the other Christians. She loved me and always was determined to make me feel like I was valued and that Jesus loved me just as much as he did her. And I think that is mm -hmm. the, is that Jesus paid the price for all of us straight across the board, whether you're in sexual sin or you're not in sexual sin, you're a thief or a liar. You know, I think it's a matter of if we approach them in love and Hey, Hey man, Jesus loves you. And not point out their sin because we don't do other people like that. We don't approach them and go, well, you know what? You was at the bar Friday night. You have an alcohol problem and you're going to go to hell. Or, mm. hey, you're, you're, you're thieving from your job over here. But we tend to do that with homosexuality because it's an obvious thing you can see. <laughs> can I say something? Go ahead. Go ahead, Ivory. I love what Lisa said because it's all about love. You know, it's all about love. You look at Jesus and, and follow his life. And I hope this this helps, you know, it, it is helping me. And I hope it helps when you uh, too, Brent. But it's like everybody Jesus approached, he approached in a loving way. The woman caught in adultery. You know, the woman 
that that was caught in these other things or whatever, you know, the woman at the well that was having all these different relationships. He always approached people with love. The prostitute that cried over his feet and, and wiped his hair. He said, do you see this woman? I, I love what he said to the Pharisee. He looked at the Pharisee who was judging the woman saying, oh, if he was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this is and da, 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 you know, and all that. The religious, the religious person. Mm -hmm. Jesus looked at him and he said, do you see this woman? Almost as if, do you see that this is a person? You're talking about, oh, if he had known what kind of woman this was, you know, if he was a prophet, he would know, blah, blah, blah. He was looking at the woman's condition. But Jesus says, do you see the woman, though? Mm -hmm. I know you see the prostitute, all that, but do you actually see this as a person? This is a human being that was made in God's image. Do you see the woman? Do you see this woman? Do you really see people? You know, so it's just a matter of, like Lisa said, loving people where they are, because the Bible says the enemy have blind has blinded them. So they don't even know they're oblivious to the fact that, oh, this is wrong. They're oblivious to it. So it's like you have to love people. You have to let them know that God loves them. And then you just and let the Holy Spirit tell you what to say next, because that's what Jesus did. Mm. Jesus said, you know, where's your husband? And she said, well, I don't, I don't have it. She, Jesus said, you, you know, you said, right. You had five and the one you live with now. And that blew that woman's mind. And then she started talking about the Messiah. And he said, I am he. And that woman ran and brought the whole town. And they had revival. Amen. Because Jesus started with love. He loved her right where she was. And he told her, he told her what the Holy Spirit told him to say to her. And that flipped her mind. And that and he said, I am he. And Come she on. realized he was talking to the son of God. And Ooh. she went and told a whole town. Amen. So it starts with love. Amen. It's always love. You know, Paul said, if you, you can speak in tongues, I can speak in tongues of men and angels. I can do all this. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. I'm just noise, timbre, symbols. I'm just noise if I don't have love. He said, he talked about faith and something else, but then he said, the greatest of all is love. That's where you start. You start with love. Amen. Because if people, people want to know that they are loved, that you see me, yeah. you hear me, and what I say matters. Mm. And Lisa, I just thank God for the woman that God sent in your life that just loved you, just loved you. Just and look at what you're doing now. Here you are witnessing. Here you are bringing the town to Jesus. Amen. You know, you're doing like that woman at the, at the well. You're bringing the town to Jesus because you have seen the Messiah through love. So that's what I would say to you when, when I'm praying for someone. Pray love. Pray love. Amen. I mean, that's what brought us in love, you know? So I just wanted to say that I love what you said, Lisa. So I'll let somebody else take it. Thank you. I talked about that first Corinthians 13 last week. And we talked, so you were right in the vein of where we were at last week talking about love. Uh, Tasha, I want to give you a chance to speak. We lost you for a second. We got you back. And Tasha, what do you got on the church and the situations that we're talking about? We've talked about several, so. 
Go ahead. Well, I had a little technical difficulty. I just think the enemy doesn't want us to have this conversation. We've all been kind of glitching and being interrupted, but I'm so thankful that the conversation's continuing because I think this is what people need to hear, not just Christians, not unbelievers, people. Like Ivory was saying, we're all people. And I think this is something we need to hear and continue to share and continue to talk about. One of the things that I feel like God's been pressing on me is that the church hasn't truly um, stepped into the victory that's available to them through what Christ did at Calvary, what Christ did on the cross and the victory that's available to us on an everyday basis. I don't think the church has fully grasped it and done a good job of demonstrating that and stepping fully into it so that we can walk in revival and restoration and, and all these things. Um, it, it's one of those things where I feel like um, people are, and I posted something similar on, on my Facebook page that people talk about what the devil is doing, what Satan's doing, our enemy, like he and Jesus are equal in power. You know, and then I actually got um, somebody sent me an inbox, a couple of people, actually, out of everything that I say on my social media post, this is the one thing that people actually had questions and responded to. And I, I wasn't offended by the questions. I'm like, I'm happy you asked. I'm glad you took the time to inbox me and ask the question. But it was so revealing that that is the question you're you're questioning who is greater we're still having that debate like that is what's mm. getting your feathers all ruffled is that you, you still haven't settled in your mind that the devil is defeated mm. i think there's so much more mm. i think there's so many more christians that haven't settled that in their mind than we give credit for i we just assume we all know God is greater. We assume that Christians know we have the victory. It sounds nice. We say the words, but I don't think enough of us have settled it in our hearts where we believe that we believe, we know that we know it may not feel like it all the time. It may not sound like it, or we may not even be experiencing it to its fullest all the time, but we have to know it. And um, one of my responses to someone that inboxed me after that statement was, First, I acknowledge, like, I'm so glad you asked the question. I'm, I'm so, I, that's a great question. And I said, I'm going to answer it. I said, but I don't want you to misunderstand my response. God I serve doesn't need all of us to go stand on a corner with, with street signs and defend the word of God with our protests and um, coming against people. So I love what Ivory and Lisa said about love. And, and how we are supposed to love people. And I think we do that not by ignoring or saying, you know, like Brett was saying, we don't do that. We don't show love by buying into this idea of inclusion. So because I don't agree or uh, it doesn't line up with the word of God, then I, I'm a bigot or I'm a racist or I don't love you. That's not it at all. And I don't have to defend 
my God, mm -hmm. he's bigger than anything I could ever say to defend him. He doesn't need me to defend him. What he needs me to do, and it's not even a need, what he challenges us to do, what he gives us permission to do is to walk in the grace and the love and the acceptance that Christ died for to give me. That's all that I can do is share with the world how much I love the God who loved me first and that he accepts them and loves them just the same. And if you love him, if you accept that and you love him in return, you're going to start seeing him direct your path. And as he directs your path in the word of God, you're going to see things start to line up. I don't have to beat you over the head with the Bible. I don't have to defend God um, and, and say, you know, uh, <laughs> and prove that he's powerful or more powerful than Satan. I don't have to do any of those things. I just have to tell my story and you have to tell yours and Brett has to tell his, and we have to share our testimony and let people know that we're not wavering. We're not doubting. We don't have this 50, 50 mindset where, you know, we're, we're trying to see if God's going to win this war. The victory has already been won. And so I don't have to um, get depressed over the news. I don't have to get depressed and down because it may look like the enemy is winning. I have to stay steadfast and know that I know that I know the God I serve is already victorious and the devil is defeated. Not that he's going to be, he already is. Come on. Can I say this? Can, can I say something? Can I say this? I love what Tasha said about all I have to do is tell my story. It reminds me, since we're talking, we were going to go into the book of Acts. It goes with this because when the man was healed that was blind uh, at, at the gate, beautiful. And, you know, the Pharisees wanted to know who did it and all this kind of stuff. And the man said simply his testimony. He said, I once was blind, but yeah. now I see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who did it. I don't know the name. I, I don't know <laughs> what they said. But all I know is I was once blind, but now I see. Amen. And that's our testimony. I was once blind, but now I see. And I'm telling you, we overcome by the blood of the <laughs> lamb and the word of our testimony. And they did not care about their lives even unto death. So it's like, you know, your testimony, just saying I once was blind, but now I see. Amen. I, I, I don't know who he was, where he's from, but I know <laughs> that I, I can see now. And that, that woman's testimony, like I said, I keep going back to the woman at the well because her testimony brought in a whole nation. It brought in a town. It brought in, yeah. it brought in everybody. So just, just telling people that. You know, and, and we don't have to make it. Just tell God, just tell him what you did for you. Because we were all, you know, Paul says such were some of you. You know, we might not have been in this particular scene, but we was in something. Mm -hmm. And had to be, and we was blind and had to be brought out. So, you know, and somebody had to love us to, to the kingdom. Amen. So, you know, I just love what Tasha said about our testimony, because that's what that man said. He said, I don't know, but I know I was blind. But now I see so I just wanted to say that and I'll let somebody. And I, I lost a connection for a second at the beginning of what Tasha was saying again. So, yes, I think <laughs> you're right, Tasha. I think the enemy doesn't want this to get out because my hand's the one recording. So if it keeps glitching out, then. But I think we did catch most of everything you said. So what I want to do is really we're right at an hour. So <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like it. We didn't get to Acts chapter two. 
But I want to give everybody a chance to have final words. Brett, you got anything you want to add there before we give them a chance for final words on Let's Talk 100? Uh, I guess maybe just something for everybody to think about as collectively as, you know, as we're all part of the body of Christ is, you know, with what I just said, do you, do you guys think that we've muddied the gospel up? Like as the church, do you, do you think that, you know, you said, I think it was last Wednesday or the Wednesday before that, you know, it's not that the world doesn't want Jesus. It's just that they don't want what the church has packaged him as. And, you know, I think it was, I don't remember who said it a while ago, but, you know, we've thrown Jesus at these people. I think it was Lisa talking about, you know, how people hold up the signs that says God hates the homosexual and things like that. Have we packaged the gospel in such a way that it's not presentable to them, that it's not palatable, that they don't like the taste of it. They don't want none of it. And if we have, then how do we correct that? You know, how do we, how do we come back from, it's not that we've done it, but how do we fix what these believers i guess you could say how do we fix what they've done and i you know i'm sitting here thinking about that and i think it's just we just continue to do what we have always done and that's you know we we have continued to preach the gospel and it's been hated on it's been persecuted but god has continued to honor and to bless us as we continue to preach the gospel for what it really is and and really it comes down to trying you know, because we're not, we're not perfect. We're not going to nail it every time, but I really think that the church has packaged this gospel in such a way that homosexuals and just, you're, you're just, your sinners, you know, just people that don't know Jesus. Maybe that's the best way of saying it. People that just don't know Jesus, they're, pre they're being presented with this God that doesn't love them. Because and, and, and that's a terrible thing. And if the church has truly done that, well, we've really got our work cut out for us in these last days, in these last times, that we're, we're really going to have to step, step up our game and to show them, like, look, the Lord doesn't hate you. We don't hate you. We love you. The Lord loves you. But your sin is no different than what my sin was and my sin had to be redeemed and so you know i had to be forgiven and so yours have to be forgiven it has to be washed clean we have to take those steps and that's the true message of the gospel is that he loved us enough to give us life that we can become clean and we can become righteous in his eyes and i just don't think that that's what the world has i don't think that's what we've we've shown the gay community and things you know and and other people out there that are you know that are have been in sin i don't think we've shown them the true gospel in the sense of you know the the church collectively so anyway just just the thought maybe to to think about and take with us today and yeah that'd be a good thought to give final thoughts on so uh, i'll start with lisa go to tasha and then ivory i'll let you wrap it up and then me and brett will close us out here lisa final thoughts maybe on what he was just talking about or whatever god's giving you one of my mentors that the God that God blessed me with told me this. Anytime he comes across somebody that has been approached like that wrong, he first looks them in the eye because he did me the same way when I told him my story. And he said, I want to apologize to you on behalf of those Christians that treated you that way. I am so very sorry. That is not who Jesus is. And I want to tell you how much you're loved and you're valued 
and your sin is no greater than my sin. And Jesus paid the price for both of us. So first of all, I want to apologize. Please accept my apology and forgive us as a Christian community. Second thing is live our life. Look, what are the two greatest commandments? Love God with all your heart, mind, and strength and love others as you love her. Once we have this right, it's automatically going to flow this way. And it is like Mm -hmm. Ivory said, it's all about love. Now, I'm not preaching the love that's out there about you can be loved and do whatever you want to do and sin and God's still still going to you know let you into heaven and all that. But it is very important that we understand as Christians, we have the carrier of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in us. And he paid the price for me just the same as he did for the mass murder, just the same as he did for the child molester, just the same as he did for the thief. It's all sin in God's eyes. We have to have God's eyes and God's heart when we go out into the world, because if we don't, our opinions and our foo-foos, our feelings get in the way and we distort the truth of God's word. I think it all has to be approached in love, sensitive, just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and let him lead. We don't have, like um, Tasha said, we don't have to defend him. If we're truly operating in the love of God and the truth of God, Holy Spirit's going to go out and do all that needs to be done. Amen. 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 Tasha, what you got? Okay. So this has been really, really good. I'll I'll make this quick. But Brett, you said um, something, kind of asked a question, how do we... Um, fix or correct. And I wrote down how do we correct or um, respond to the cultural norms. And uh, one of the things is that we have to let people know that coming to Christ is a safe place, not joining a church, coming to Christ, coming to Christ is a safe place. And you don't have to come to Christ clean before you come. You let him do that because I know people, I mean, I'm not perfect. Uh, there's things I still struggle with, but that doesn't stop me from being part of the, the, the body of Christ. It doesn't stop me from being a Christian, a believer. You know, we are going from glory to glory. Things are being worked out in our lives continually and we'll never know it all. We'll always be learning. So there's not anybody that, um, God's going to turn away. You know, Jesus is going to turn away if you come to him. So you kind of have to come as you are. And I wanted to, even though we didn't get a chance to, and I'm going to just wrap up my part with this. We didn't get a chance to go over Acts 2, but I want to read verse 42 um, in Acts chapter 2. And it says, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And so I kind of want to use that as the answer to what Brett was asking. You know, how do we, we just do what the word of God says to do, continue to do what we've been doing. Like, like you said, Brett, um, and we don't try to add to or take away from that. We just do the best we can every single day to apply ourselves to what the apostles taught 
to fellowship one with another so that people don't feel isolated and alone and unloved and unvalued. And we invite them to break bread together and, and do those things. And we pray. We have to pray through this season. And I I agree with you, Brett. I am not accepting Pride Month. I don't celebrate Pride Month. I'm turning it into prayer month. It's a month mm. of prayer. And I'm going to have so much fun with God praying through um, this next few few days and weeks as I'm believing for it's not a it's not an accident that we're having this conversation. I don't I don't believe it's an accident. I think God's going to move among that community. And I think this is more us preparing to accept and value those that are going to be coming through the door, looking for friends, looking for brothers and sisters in Christ. Just like Lisa was saying, that neighbor lady to just simply love on people the way God loves on us, even through our mess. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know full-blown um, ministries and those that are serving have ser served for years that have no problem walking through the front doors of a church, sitting in that pew with all their glitz and glam, and they're struggling just as much as somebody else that you're pointing a finger at. So don't tell me that, you know, God's going to turn them away. And I think we just have to remind them that Jesus is safe. And so we, we just need to... Um, help promote that, that it's a safe place when you come to Christ. Yeah. That's the thing we've been talking about too, Brett, isn't it? Where we don't yep. treat others eat better and consistency. Like got more money. Yeah. That continual, it, it says in that scripture, they continued, they did it continually. That goes right back to what we said at the very, very beginning with you and Brett. We're at the hundredth episode because you continually showed up. So there's that consistency again. Mm -hmm. Ivory, what you got? I know you're ready. Look at you. Uh, well, yeah, I just, I love what Tasha said about not the church, but Jesus. Because at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. It, it's, it's all about Jesus. And Jesus, I just think of this scripture where Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which is lost. And so we have to have that same mandate that, you know, that we're, we're here to pray for the lost. We're here to love them and we're here to introduce them to God. You know, I heard John Maxwell say that in a sermon that he was preaching about how to value people. And he said, you know, he goes, you know, of course he goes to different companies and fortune 500 companies and all this, but what he's, this statement that he made was, he said, he said, let me introduce you to God. And it wasn't like, let me introduce you to my church. Let me introduce you to my religion. Let me introduce you to God. And he starts with valuing and loving people right where they are. And he was given a testimony about how he went to Israel. And, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, pastor, uh, ordained minister. And so he said he was baptizing a lady who was a Buddhist, baptizing a man who was an agnostic baptizing another person who was an atheist, baptizing them in the Jordan River because he just introduced them to God. So I just want to end with that. We just introduce them to God. Brett, mm -hmm. 100th episode. What do you think? You're usually the one that closed out. I guess I could throw <laughs> something in there and then let Brett have his final words. But uh, once again, the email is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us up, we'd like to hear from you. If you're out there listening, 
or you can hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. Make sure you're subscribing and sharing on whatever platform you're checking this out on and helping us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you as we get ready to wrap up episode 100 of Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I don't think I have anything to add except love like Jesus. And I'm turning it over to Brett. I'll see you guys next time. Go ahead, Brett. All right, guys. Remember, check us out on Facebook. Let's talk with Trenton and Brett. Check us out on Zap It. You can find us uh, on Truth Social, at Trenton Cruz and at Brett Heilman. And if it's okay with Trenton, I feel like we're supposed to let Ivory pray us out. But if that's okay with her, she's willing to do it. Amen. Thanks, by the way, ladies, for coming on. Appreciate every one of you coming on and helping us out on episode 100. Go ahead, Ivory. Okay, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for this time. Lord, we Jesus, we thank you for everything that's been talked about, God. And Lord, please let it be received in love. Lord, there is no condemnation. There is no guilt. There is no hate. God, let it be received in love. And Lord Jesus, help us, Lord, to be ministers of reconciliation. Help us, Lord, to go out, God, just like you did with great power. The word says in Acts that the apostles were given great power to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they were also given great grace. So give us the grace and the great power to go out and witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Lord, let us be your hands and your feet. Let us be your ambassadors and let us tell the truth in love. Paul said to tell the truth in love. So help us to tell the truth in love and to have gentleness and to have an answer of gentleness in the name of Jesus. And Lord, just give us all how to do that. Give us how to walk through this, God. And Lord, I ask you to touch uh, Trent and Brent so much. Touch them right now, God, as they deal with the things with their ministry and whatever that they're doing. I ask that you touch Tasha as you touch Lisa. I ask right now, God, that you would touch us in a special way, God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now the blood of Jesus would cover us everywhere we go, everything that we say, and that we would operate in love in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I continue. I speak a blessing over this uh, podcast. I speak a blessing over Let's Talk. I speak a blessing over their churches, God, and the ministries that are represented here. I speak a blessing over the people that will listen and hear this and do the replays, God. I speak a blessing over you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. He sent his own son for you to die on a cross for you because he so loved the world. And you are still loved. And this is still the day. It's still the day of his acceptance. He loved, God loves you and he wants you in the name of Jesus. And those who are, are heavy late, come and he has rest for you. So I just pray rest over us. I pray the blood of Jesus over us and to keep us until we meet again together and bless everyone who will listen to this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. 
If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning. God bless, and we'll see you next time.